So you say you saw uh, the Snyder Cut. So what after, you after long, after long ado, I finally saw the Snyderverse, and I have absolutely no problem with saying, for the first time, you were one hundred percent right. What part? <laughs> you said you said that, and I'm paraphrasing. You said that it wasn't necessarily greater than um, the Josh Whedon version. It was a little bit different, but not necessarily better. It was just different. It, it wasn't necessarily great or anything like that. It, they were both not. They, they, neither one were really that great. But that's that's basically paraphrasing what you said at that, that particular time. Was I wrong? Am I wrong with what I what I said? That's about right. That's about right. Okay, I watched it. And I took notes, and it. The problem is with a lot of fans, especially when you're younger, you see something and then you, you have one vision of it, then you see something else. And because they do a certain thing, they tweak certain things there. You think it's, oh, wow, this is great. It's not necessarily great. It's just that both of them, Whedon and um, Snyder, they did certain things right. Overall, they still had the whole process wrong because they, both of them were very good action adventure movies that happened to have superheroes in it and they didn't do very good with the superheroes that's to me that's the bottom line with both versions of it i understood certain things that whedon did that they're complaining about me too um like like that family that russian family that that really annoying russian family that was there mm -hmm. and i had to read up a little bit behind it also to understand it we didn't actually improve the movie with he, he improved part of the movie with that. Every time I keep going on and on about um they lose um they lose they lose the vision of who the superheroes are. We didn't actually made an attempt to do that with that Russian family. They, they were only there for Flash and Superman to save them, right. which is what you're supposed to which is what you're supposed to see superheroes do in the damn movie. Right. They're supposed to they're supposed to save people, but they, he didn't do it really well that you could understand them being there or that you could even like them. Yeah, but, because it was, a, it was a forced insert because they, they he mm -hmm. certain things that needed to happen within a, somebody else's story. So it's hard exactly. when you didn't when you didn't build the skeleton, but you're responsible for all the body parts. It's kind of like, exactly. eh, I'm stuck it, in this frame. His, exactly. It wasn't his vision. So he had to insert something to make that vision right. But it wasn't his. And it was like, okay, this is the idea I have. Let me insert it in here, but it's not the perfect. You, you just stuck. You stuck a, a, a square into a rectangle, and you managed to kind of like hammer it inside there. Right. You get the idea. You filled up most of the spaces, but you really didn't. But a lot of younger viewers or people who don't really understand the characters don't understand that's what he did, because in the Snyderverse, it was nothing but fight, fight, fight. Okay, this is that character. This is his backstory. Fight, 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 and. That's that's all. And but then again, you have to look at it like this, Jay. A lot of people just like these superhero movies just for fights. Do you remember growing up? There were kids who only who only collected comic books because of the fight scenes. Right. So they they didn't read the damn book. They saw Hulk versus thing. They had no idea that the thing was going to change at the end of the book or going on. Oh, Hulk the thing of fighting book, and right. they don't know anything else about the book. They want the battle royale. That's yeah. all they wanted. And that was Snyderverse, except that he, and I feel bad saying this, I hope I'm wrong, but with um, Ray Fisher, yeah, he may have a beef only because Josh Whedon chopped up 
his entire stuff that's in the movie. Yeah. So if I'm him, of course I'm gonna have a huge beef with, with, with that man because nobody knows anything about the backstory to me. They just you you threw like about an hour of my shit on the floor. Right. So and it was the best part. A lot of it was, you know, that was that was tied everything together. It kind of gave the, the, the movie heart in a way because you know everything and else it was makes so you cold. care more. Everybody else was so cold <laughs> yeah. about everything, you know, because because really, even though it's beautiful looking, you know, and the action was more like you said. But it's like crazy crap. Like Wonder Woman was a murderer, and she did more damage than the bomb did. She threw a bomb out the building just, yeah. to, do, just to do her bracelets, and then blew up the building anyway. Um, and killed the guy. Jay, that comes back to like Man of Steel stuff. I said uh, when I complained about how they killed Zod. Forget what happened in the movie. These are your creators. You could create any ending you want to that to make the story go bad. Make, make, make it could go well and make it go bad. With Man of Steel, with Zod, they could have done something different to end it. With that particular scene you're talking about in Justice League, you could have done something else that would have that wouldn't have put the kids in as much danger. Because all that stuff, her jumping in front of the kids with the bracelets and all that other stuff, that looked cute. But yeah. there are other things you could have written to make it where the kids wouldn't have been in danger, where the bomb wouldn't have blown up as close. It was just, it's your choice of stuff to do for the drama. You can right. still keep it interesting, but you don't have to use that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So ultimately, Snyder, it doesn't rate any much better than Josh Whedon's version of it, except that it was longer and it explained a few things more, but when you look at it further, oh, and the ending was just like appalling. <laughs> Like the prologues, mm -hmm. you know, they, those things were horrible. Like, this is what I'm looking forward to in the future. If I thought, if I thought the movie was dark, this crap that you're coming out, that you want to come out with in the future is even worse. Cancel my ticket. I don't even want to watch this. There's nothing enjoyable about that. For some reason, you like having Superman dark. That's without giving the spoiler. When you look at Justice League, also, I'm looking at who they chose to lead it. You completely screwed up who the characters were and, and how they existed. You decided to use, um, well, I can do the spoiler on this one. You, cho you chose to bring Manhunter, Martian Manhunter in later, and you make me wonder, why didn't you use him in the beginning? Why didn't you use him in Man of Steel if, you know, if he actually existed like that? He's as powerful as a Kryptonian. You could have actually used him, so it made me a little bit angry. Yeah. But you have Batman as the person trying to put the team together. So you have the brooding loner of the group trying to get everybody together on that right. that made no sense right right <laughs> absolutely none yeah. if anything you could have had wonder woman try that part because she's a little bit more but even she's a little bit only a little bit better of a choice of a leader than batman is right. batman is a loner yeah. and in addition to that, you could have had a lot more fun in the movie with him brooding and not very, very friendly and doing what he does best, you know, analyzing and, you know, giving orders. And then you realize that he actually makes a lot of sense with his orders, but he's just a dick. And you do better using the character like that than having him try to bring everybody together. That's mm -hmm. not what he's like. I found it really interesting that when he was talking to Aquaman about doing this 20 years, like Aquaman, ne Aquaman never heard of him for in 20 years. Aquaman never, Aquaman never heard of Batman, and in the 20 years Batman was doing this, nobody has any question. Nobody has ever heard of him. What happened to your partners in those 20 years? Right. 
because there was a, I mean, there should have been a Batman and Robin. So nobody ever, nobody, nobody in the world ever heard of Batman and Robin, and nobody even wonders what happened to Robin. Well, I'm assuming they knew. Well, maybe the other heroes don't know, but you know, he had Robin's um, costume in the Batcave where he where he killed he killed Robin, and so and the Joker the killed him. So all the all those heroes were inside, and nobody asked what this costume was for. And once again, he's a hero. He's like beating up bad guys. So that made Nash, that had to make some type of news. He's not just an urban myth. To, to be honest, I don't know what this Batman is because I can't assume that his origin is the origin that I know because he's unrecognizable to me in the Snyderverse. So I'm not even assuming he was even a, ever considered a good guy. He might've just been an evil, you know, Punisher, vigilante kind of type guy, who knows? Well, we know he couldn't have really have been a hero because he watched he watched the Phantom Zone villains destroy all of Metropolis. All he did is look up at the sky and hold a child in his arms, and right. and, and, and want to kill Superman afterwards for, for, right. for, his, for his part on it. But it makes you rethink. It makes you think they always they're, they're yelling about they want the Snyderverse, you know, as a DC universe. The Snyderverse here, um, DC characters in Snyderverse are nothing. They sat back and watched an invasion and did nothing. You can't tell me that Deathstroke was the only superpower person, and uh, and John Jones were the only superpower people operating in the Snyderverse version of the DC universe. You can't tell me that. And if they were, if, if they weren't, that means all of DC characters are crap in the well, Snyderverse, um, you know, universe. Well, we know there's lanterns, you know, there's gods and stuff like that because they show like on the on the um, the earlier time when Darkseid came to Earth and it showed all the. The people yeah. all over joining them together, but um, and, and we also know that the um the lanterns are universal. So yeah. where's Earth's protector in the Slanderverse, and where are the rest of the lanterns with Darkseid attacking Earth? Because it wasn't just you know like a regional thing. I mean, the yeah. the, the universe had to have known what was going on. Yeah, it's they're trying too hard to localize all these superheroes. And it's not really working. I mean, when you decide that you want to build it up further, you're going to make those heroes look like, well, what were you doing when these huge threats were going on? Yeah. Uh, but like I said, this movie, it being called Snyder Cut is correct. And that's the correct way to um, to tile it because it's his vision of the Justice League. Because this is not the normal nope. world. It's almost like he had these moments and things he wanted to put in there. But they're kind of out of context and the characters aren't aren't correct so the thing about it is if this movie was something else with some other characters that we wasn't familiar with i would have no problem with it it's just the fact that it's bumping against everything that i know not enough backstory for me to know who i'm dealing with actually and then the backstory i do know that i gotta put in there because he didn't give it mm -hmm. it doesn't jive with what i'm seeing so it's too much conflict. It's too much conflict in just storytelling. It's like, if you if you do something like this, either it needs to match up with something I know since you're not gonna show or tell me, or it gotta be something I don't recognize at all, and now I have to just accept what you give me. Like I told you in the very beginning, this is a very good movie that just happened to have superheroes in it. Yeah. It's a good action movie, right? nice action, but it's, you know, just don't put the superheroes in it and it will, it will make more sense. It'll get a 10 out of 10 if you don't say that you have Superman in it. Because it's just moment to moment stuff. And it's cool to see the moments like I thought it was cool with Barry Allen's, you know, saving Iris and all that kind of stuff. And that was just a beautiful moment and stuff, that, which that is was cool. A, but that then, was a nice moment, but I'm but, looking at a, 
okay, I'm kind of messed up for saying this. I'm kind of looking at a man who's like old enough to be Iris's daughter saving him because I still can't get past that 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 particular Barry Allen. Whoever that kid is that played that played Barry Allen, that's the wrong person. That's yeah. some horrible miscasting. Ezra Miller. He's he's, um, a, he's yeah. a different kind of dude anyway, but no, I, I mean I like him, but mm-hmm. like I told you before, I, I mean I've said it on the podcast, but they looked at Spider-Man and decided to insert that in the Justice League because that's who he acted like. Yeah. That was that was Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not Barry Allen. Barry Allen is a lot more seasoned, a lot more mature. Even the version that they have on TV is I like, like that more one. mature, more focused. This guy is gabbing and running his mouth and like, oh, but he's he he sounded like MCU's Peter Parker. Yeah. Well, they needed a funny guy, so they put him in there. But oh, I they, but like I said, all damn, stuff is like sad. out of order. And I understood in a way why um Josh Wheaton didn't leave it in there. Cause the thing about it is, like I said, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff in the Snyder's cut, but it's almost kind of like Okay, like this this Barry Allen, for sure he's different because I'm trying to figure out like at the end, you know, he's trying to make his dad proud and he got that job and he told his dad, uh, you know, he got the job to work at a forensic crime lab. Like he's, you know, he got a real job, right? And his dad's so proud of him, which I thought was powerful and beautiful. But I'm like, is that the same job where he had the accident that gave him the powers in the first place? That crime lab? <laughs> if, if, yeah. Um, so where I mean, did so so where did this Barry Allen get his powers from then? If it wasn't from that crime lab and that job that he got at the end of the movie, um, the creators of the movie did not. They didn't take that into effect. They didn't take that into account. It's something that simple. They could have had. They could have kept it with with the natural origins. Like um, I said, I, I enjoyed the breath of that movie because it was just like an artist being an artist and he just doing his thing. And I'm just watching a painter paint and just seeing, you know, just a flow of consciousness that may not may or may not make sense because it's just an abstract piece. I appreciate it for that. But if you really had to like take it as a movie, then it's rough. It's really rough. I I won't shit on his on his creation, on his vision. You know, I looked at it and I saw... It's a beautiful, artistic It's a beautiful action-adventure movie. Yeah. All of his stuff with DC has been Man of Steel, um, Batman versus Superman, and Justice League. They were very good action-adventure movies, but they did not really connect with who he was, who he had made them, you know, for. It didn't really connect. Whedon made an attempt. He made an ill attempt of, you know, of drawing us more into who the characters were. Right. But it wasn't his vision, so it didn't really work right. I like how Whedon inserted Superman better than Snyder did. It seemed like the only the first time we saw Superman smile in any of the movies was with Josh Whedon. Yeah, because he came in and I mean he started off talking to a kid and and like that made me feel good. Like wow, a kid identifying with Superman, like I want to be like you, which is the way Superman was when we grew up. Yeah. You know man flying and do all these things kids want to be like him okay but he's smiling with the kid i'm like wow that's nice then you flash for you fast forward to later on in the movie when he saves um somebody's life i forget who it was who he saves and you actually see like a lighter moment with superman and Mm -hmm. him racing flash to try and save the family i'm like okay this is what the justice league does they save lives okay that's one of the things that i found missing Right. But the whole mood changed when Superman came in and it seemed like the Justice League. It didn't seem like a bunch of people just fighting crime. It just seemed like the Justice League. A little mm. bit more than what Snyder did. So my complete 
verdict is trash both of them and bring somebody in. I'm okay. That's I'm saying that really. No, no, I, I know what you mean. Bring somebody in who completely understands all the characters. At the same time, build on you know your second tier characters and make this a DC universe that people could look forward to and they could see certain things and they're like, oh wow, that's going to happen. Sometimes it could be predictable, but it's nice to have predictable and accurate than what we've been having right now. Yeah. So I, I, I'm happy I saw it because only a little, only a little, it didn't seem like a four hour movie all the time. Only a couple right. of times, like a four hour movie, like this shit is just long. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it, the painful part was it, the characters not following what they're supposed to do. Right. You know, um, Aquaman, I think, was probably the most interesting, but then even they're breaking it with him too. Yeah. You know, you, you have all of DC's, you know, characters just irresponsible and selfish and just, you know, they need yeah. to start all over again. And considering that Shazam is a part of the universe, I'm just wondering, like, you know, all the stuff going on, you couldn't find him. It's, it's... Mm-mm. No, that's that, that's fair. Like I said, it was, it was rough for me too. Like I said, as a... Um, artistic piece and an artist being mm-hmm. able to express himself fully the way he wanted to do it. Uh, I think it was beautiful to see. I agree. I agree. As like a straightforward movie. Yeah, that wouldn't work. That, that if that, that wouldn't work on, on so many different levels as far as like continuity, story, characters and stuff like that. It no. worked out that it came out on streaming. It worked out that format of him changing the aspect ratio and all that. He did a lot of, like I said, that was just somebody's personal project and to see it as a personal project it was cool to see because you don't ever get a chance to see that raw of a person's um vision for something that deals with other people's money because a lot of time that'd be on your own dime you would never have that kind of money to do all that so the fact that he did a big budget superhero movie the way he wanted to and it's not even nor it's not even like um continuity you know for what people expect so to even have a side take on on characters that are beloved you know beloved by people and do your interpretation that most people wouldn't understand he did something that that never happened so yeah for that it was amazing to see he gets major credit for all of that the only thing he loses a lot of points for is you know you did not study the the characters involved enough to really make them work you needed to really study them and I mean to the point where you were talking to them in your sleep and not reinvent them for your own you know for your own side project you need to really utilize them and make people remember who the fucking legends are I mean Marvel has all Marvel has some very interesting you know characters the Avengers Spider-Man all of that but DC has the legends Superman Batman Wonder Woman all their characters are legends and you need you need you need the crowd you need your audience to realize why they are legends that's what that's what your 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 job should have been yeah and i do and i do blame warner brothers because i heard too and it makes sense that um what they basically wanted to do was one that um superman basically and all that stuff tied with it they wanted the superman to be like batman so i saw that that kind of mandate that makes sense that they would get him 
to to do his version of those characters because that that's that he's about that he's he's about that but almost not even understanding but just seeing because somebody not knowing better they would think batman was just cold hidden in the dark all the time and just kind of whatever and he is that is part of him but there's other parts of him too that you wouldn't in a novice wouldn't notice or know so it's almost kind of like he got the cliff notes and like okay i could do batman well yeah you're doing a surface batman or one that people thought was popular like everybody's inspired and like the dark knight returns was it dark knight returns by frank um, miller the frank miller so everybody loves that but then if you knew how the context of that story was to the mythos of batman it would mean so much more to you because he earned becoming that. It wasn't just like that was just like, that's how he is. No, it came from history well, of times changing. He turned into that. It's like somebody earned being jaded so, versus just being a jaded person. It's two different things, you know? That's very, I like that. That's very profound. I think a lot of people are in awe with Frank Miller's Batman because they look at the glamorous parts of it. If, if you look at Dark Knight Returns, yeah, he kind of has that old, um, um, what's the guy's name? The Clint Eastwood thing. He, you could tell that Frank Miller adopted that attitude, you know, um, Death Wish, um, and 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 um, and Clint Eastwood. He kind of molded those together and made the Dark Knight with that. But with each of those, when you look, when you really read the book, you 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 forget the things that he that that he built on the yeah. detective work, right. you know, that those keen instincts. He wasn't just make my day and, and make my day punk. He, he wasn't on just like catchphrases like that. Granted, he can kick your ass and he's, you know, he develops it to be mean as hell. But I think that was a necessary meanness because you have a character that has no superpowers. You have to have a, you have to have a persona. You have to have an image that people will fear. But right. he's not just all image, you know, imagery like that. He's super intelligent. He knows how to, he knows politics. He knows criminal minds. He knows all of those things. And he put all of that to work in those little things that people overlook. And they just go by the make my day Batman that, that you see too much in, um, in Frank Miller stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. People well, go to with what you said about, um, Snyder. I read it. I had, I had seen some um, YouTube video and they were talking about, they wanted Snyder to do what the Nolans did with the Dark with um, the Dark Knight trilogy. Problem is, the Dark Knight trilogy had to do with Batman, basically right. in another in another universe, because right. it wasn't the Batman that we grew. I rapidly realized that after they did um, the Joker, that this is not the same Batman that is the typical the mainstream DC universe one. Right. Because they kept referring to somebody stepping in and taking care of crime so that there's no need for Batman. And the Batman mainstream stuff never had to deal with that. Right. He was fighting crime and he wasn't waiting for somebody to step in and carry the mantle so he doesn't have to do it anymore. So he can just go off into the sunset. Right. That, that timeline was basically he's Batman for what, three years? Um, if that they this this is this is what the Nolans focused on. The first right. the first movie was different. You know, um, they introduced the Scarecrow and the mm -hmm. Rosh Al Ghul, and you thought that, oh wow, this is going to be a completely good mythos. But it immediately became a man in a bat suit who saw his parents die, and he's trying to do what the cops should be doing, and he's waiting for somebody to step in it. No, because that th those were the, those were the focuses of him and Alfred bickering all the time. That that irked the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. 
So when they did the Dark Knight trilogy, it was a completely different take on Batman that you shouldn't have given the um, light to Superman because Superman is not a dark character. He's more of a light character. He's more of a character of hope where Batman is not that that type of character. So what you said is true. Wonder, one, um, Warner Brothers was wrong for having Snyder try to copy that in the first place. Yeah, it wasn't. And it wasn't the Dark Knight trilogy wasn't something that you should even look at as mainstream Batman stuff. It's if you wanted to do that, you should look at the um, Tim Burton stuff. That was a little bit more of you could have built on that and had because it didn't treat it like he was just there just for that one character or yeah. for that one villain. Right. You were treating him like okay, he's here and whoever comes out there, he's Batman's going to take care of. That was more Tim Burton's vision than the Nolan's version. Not saying the Nolan's version wasn't good, but right. for the trilogy that he created, it was very good. But for that particular concept, and it wasn't an ongoing, con- you know, continuous, you know, vision that he had for that. There was a beginning, middle, and an end for Batman with the Nolan version. Right, right, right. Where the Tim Burton was open ended, where you can see, okay, who's going to come out next? Yeah. And right. you 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 complicate that with kids who just want to see fights. And you, it's bad. Yeah. So, um, what's your end-all feelings on the movie? Like, how would you? Are you glad you saw it, or do you have, you know? Um, what they should have done probably was put it in a package deal. Like, side thing. Have you ever, you ever seen the movie Clue? Yeah. In the movie Clue, they had alternate endings. Mm-hmm. Depending on what and theater you saw it in, yeah. What they should have done with Justice League is, you know, package it together, maybe charge $30 for the damn DVD, and let people see the theatrical cut, and then, you know, let them have their Snyder cut, and any other edits that they happen to go on, you know, through there. It, it'll it still go down as a good movie, but it still won't go down as a great, you know, DC, you know, DC movie. Okay. I gave it... Um, if I'm going to give it a, um, a number on a scale of one to ten, I give it a, a seven. Yeah, that's fair. Seven because it wasn't horrible, yeah. but it just and as far as action adventure movies, it wasn't boring, you know. Yeah. But if you wanted to learn about your DC characters, this wasn't it. If you wanted to, if you wanted to see development, not in this particular movie. Yeah. The only character that I think had a really good, interesting dialogue was Alfred. I like him. But you know, it was it was okay for four hours to um to watch. All right. So yeah, scale I, of one to ten, seven. And I say it was a mess, but it was a beautiful looking mess. Um. But here's another question: Would you? Okay. With Tim Burton's original Batman with Jack Nicholson, I go back to watch that from time to time because it's just a thrill. You just want to watch certain things there that are, that are like things of beauty. Would you re-watch Justice League? <laughs> I I would and I have just for certain kind of highlights there. I would just like the, the moments. Um, because really that's how I ended up watching it in the first place without taking it as bad as I probably would have. You know, I think the way it was presented and, and all the time it took for it to happen and seeing the other version and all that kind of stuff, it kind of just dropped my expectations to where I wouldn't be so, you know, hurt by it. Now, if I was just like 
been waiting for it forever and then saw it, I'd be mad. But it's just the fact that it just took so much for it to happen and seeing other versions of it and just kind of knowing his interpretation of the characters, it really just kind of like, okay. It, so I just took it for what it was, beautiful moments and I have no problem fast forwarding into the, the moments to see as ridiculous as some of them were. Like I said, Wonder Woman throwing a bomb but doing just as much damage herself and you know, the slow-mo Aquaman walking into the, the ocean or the Flash, Man. you know, saving Iris, you know, hanging up slow-mo hot dogs from the air. I wouldn't watch it again only because I'm big on scenes that don't necessarily have to have a whole bunch of physical action in it. Mm. I like lines. I like how Justice League doesn't have enough of that. I kind of enjoyed the beginning banter between Bruce Wayne and Barry Allen when he, you know, broke into, I guess, Barry Allen's area and, mm -hmm. you know, he was showing him, I know that you're the Flash. Believe it or not, as as flawed as that Wonder Woman scene is, I wouldn't mind seeing it again because beyond that, I enjoyed the interaction between her and the girls. Yeah. You know, because they they managed to show you hope and you know where you could have kids looking up to them and that's like always a nice moment with everything else said and done it's nice to know you could see something like that that's inspiring right but not enough of those type of things were in the movie to make me you know want to turn it on similarly on um i think on youtube somebody had put a clip of the um of superman versus zod you know the phantom zone with the chris reeves and I looked at that over and over again because it was just something really entertaining about that fight that I just, I'm just drawn to. Yeah. The pacing, the philosophy behind it. Um, I, I don't think I would watch. I, I wouldn't trash it, but I wouldn't watch Justice League again, just okay. because it's, it's nothing memorable about it. It's just an action movie with a lot of fights, and I could watch fights on any movie. If I want to watch fights. I will put Kill Bill Volume 1 on and watch that to my glory. I will watch Uma Thurman butcher up everybody in that movie and enjoy that more than what I did with Justice League. Right, that's well, a movie that's we got to talk about one day on a, on a podcast. That's I could watch Kill Bill just about every year and, and, and love that. Yeah, for sure. That's a classic. All right. Well, that's our review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm. It's... <laughs> oh, I, I was I. The ending of it, I think, was the worst part of uh, of it. I, I think if I didn't want to watch the movie again for any other reason, the ending of it was just it was a, a complete turnoff. I guess the future visions thing. I I hate seeing um, Lex Luthor, and the, the guy's name escapes me. I hate seeing him as Lex Luthor. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, um, Jesse Eisenberg is a, is a pretty good actor, but yeah. him as Lex Luthor is like, yeah. no. He was originally supposed to be Jimmy Olsen. Really? Yes. You know, Jimmy Olsen died. He got shot. He died in um, Batman v Superman. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, he was supposed I mean, to be. He's supposed to be that character. Tell me that wasn't a pointless death. A major Superman character dies, and they treated it as like, eh. And, yeah. and I think that's something else that the Justice League 
did that you're just kind of like, wow, all these things happen and nobody's building on it. These significant things for the characters. So, eh. All right. I think that's going to be it for that. Thank you.